Howdy friends, I'm Kaylee Wilpink, a small town country girl from Arizona who's landed in the big city of Los Angeles, California. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Cowgirl in LA. Come along as I share the lessons that I've learned along the way and as I continue to figure out who the fuck I am and where the fuck I fit in. It's a messy wild ride, so strap in. friends, welcome to another episode of Cowgirl in LA. I'm your host, Kaylee Wilfink, and today we are joined by my good friend, Jill. She's in my phone as Jill Wallen, but she is married now, and I always screw up your last name. Is it Ono Friati? Ono. You're the one who speaks Italian. I know, <laughs> and I always, like, mess it up, like, when I look, well, because here's the thing. Italians are really interesting once they migrated to the U.S. because some of them took on a particular pronunciation that was easy for Americans to make. Oh, interesting. I know someone whose last name is genuinely pizza. And in America, they go by pizza. What? Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so pizza. Oh, I know people like that, actually, that are pizzas. Yeah, but it's spelled P-I-Z-Z-A. So anyway, (laughs) I think that instance in and of itself has made me self-conscious about pronouncing your last name. I'm like, is it Ono? Ono Frietti. I love that. That's how I would say it. But yeah. Is it? That's how an Italian would say it. Yeah. I my husband says Anna Freddy. Yes. Okay. So I I just don't say it. I just it stresses yeah. me out. I say Ono Freddy because Ono Freddy. Yeah, because okay. it helps people like know that it starts with an O. But yeah. Okay. I'm not particular. But you're Jill Ono. Yeah, Jill Ono. I like that. So Jill and I met in what year was it? 2014. Yeah, it would have been 2013. Yeah, 2014. 2014. Yeah. I was fresh off of my mission to Italy, speaking of Italy. Which is why you speak Italian. Yeah. And I was just back from Peru. And Jill was just back from Peru. And we both signed up for the social media marketing program at LDS Business College in Salt Lake City, Utah. What and <laughs> we met in like a class. I don't even remember what class I don't it remember was. what class it was either. I know we had a bunch of classes together because we yeah, were like we did. the first class. Well, and I think we started the program the same semester, Mm -hmm. so we probably went along at the same time. And I always remember being so excited to have you in group projects because I was always the girl who was like the type A personality where I like took charge of like getting the group assignment done, which can be a burden Mm -hmm. because you're like, I'll do everyone's part fine. Mm -hmm. And I just remember I knew whenever we were in a project that we would genuinely work together. Do it. And we did on the chocolate company. Yes. Yes. That one was fun. And I was just like always like hoping that I would be with you, not because I was like, okay, Jill, we'll do the whole thing. But I was like, cool, I actually have a true partner. Yeah. And also I was always excited to work with you because you are so smart and I really genuinely like learned so much from you in the program. So likewise, I was always like so excited to work with you. So that was where our origin story began. The backstory. The backstory was LDS. And then we lived together for two years, maybe. Maybe just a year. Maybe it was just a year. Lived together in the creakiest old house. Yeah. (laughs) But it was kind of cute. It It had a garden. Like, we had had garden garden. boxes. Had the longest driveway. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, four hours to shovel all the snow. Like, we're not being dramatic. No, it took forever. Four of us. Yeah. 
It was so long. And we all probably could have agreed that we should have just hired someone. It would have been like five to ten dollars each to take someone <laughs> yeah. to do it. Rather than like four hours out of our day anytime that's not. <laughs> and it wasn't just four hours. Like that was four times four of us. So collectively, that's a lot of hours. Like a, that's a long day. It's a 16-hour day. <laughs> and a kid with a snowblower. Because we all know that some of those kids in Holiday, Holiday Utah, they? their dads have snowblowers. For sure. They could have made, I would have easily paid 30 plus bucks. Absolutely. More. I would have paid so much. I would have paid $50. Yeah. Not to have to do that. Yes. In fact, there was a kid across the street. Remember there was a kid who mowed our lawn. Oh, there was? In the summer. Yeah, oh. there was. And I was like, why don't we just have him blow? That like, would have been the smart thing to do. He would have loved that. That would have been the smart thing to do. Kids love extra cash. They do. So, yeah, that was unfortunate. Jill and I also, during, while we were living together, she started a program at the University of Utah for Strategic Communications. And she convinced me to do that. Did you know you convinced me? I remember that we had a conversation about it. Well, I don't think I convinced you because you already had the idea. And I was like, yeah, it's so easy and so cheap. Well, because both Jill and I, we started working full-time, like, corporate jobs, basically, Mm -hmm. while we were in the social media marketing program. So both of us were like, we're not going to stop working to go to school, but, like, we should probably finish this thing up. Right. So both of us kind of had the mindset, okay, what program can we do that will take the least amount of effort in the least amount of time so that we can just get the degree? It's mm-hmm. not because we're sm- not smart gals. We are we smart extra gals. smart. We were, I like always explain it by like, I made a business decision with my life. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, what's the maximum return I can get out of this education while still like maintaining the momentum I've already yeah. started. And I'm really grateful that I was working full time because I didn't have to take out any student loans. Yep. I don't have any debt. Like there's so many people. And I think we're also privileged that we went to school in Utah because so tuition is so cheap. Because yeah. I have some friends that went to school out East and they're like, yeah, I have $45,000 in student loans from my undergrad. And I'm like, and that's not even like not to diminish. That, yeah, no, but, no, like, that's, oh, that's yeah. not even a lot. I know. But like our, the caliber of education that we got for the price, unbeatable, unbeatable. Yeah. And so we, we got out of school, but I mean, sometimes I'm, I look back and I'm like, man, should I have enjoyed my college years a little bit more, like done more fun things? To be honest, I don't know if I regret it. No, I mean, I had a freshman year, yeah. Right? So like, I went and lived at the dorms for a year, and I yeah. did that. And so like, I feel like I got a, a bit, bit of that experience, yeah. but I feel like after that, we both took two years yeah. basically off. And so yeah. I feel like that was like my break, even though it wasn't like yeah, a go party, yeah, have fun break. It was like a yeah, wear a long skirt party break. Wait, what's your zodiac sign? Did I'm a Taurus. You, you're oh, of course you are, Jill. Oh. I, don't I didn't know, what that means. know that you. I, I okay. Taurus. I don't even know how to yeah. say it. <laughs> so when we were living together, I didn't. I was not an astrology girly. I mm-hmm. had no clue. But now that I'm here to LA, now that you're woo woo, yeah. Now that I'm a woo woo <laughs> girl, yeah. I really have. But I was like low key about it. Yeah. Um, you were just suppressing your woo woo. Yeah, I was. <laughs> um, now I'm an astrology girl. Wait, I just had a core memory unlocked. Yeah, we took the strength class together yes and you were a woo yes that was my top one yeah you're a woo I'm, I'm not a woo. a woo yeah no no I'm definitely not a woo but you're now you're putting the woo woo in woo I know I thought about that when I was like I was gonna name the podcast woo woo girl then I decided it wasn't 
very authentic to the most authentic parts of myself. I would agree with that. Like there are other girls that are true woo-woo girls. Yeah. And I am not one of them. I would say you're like a woo-woo. Yeah, like that's a, a woo-woo. Yeah, you're yeah. right. If, if that makes sense. How do you feel about Cowgirl in LA? I love Cowgirl in LA. Yeah. Like when you say that, it just like captures who you are perfectly. Uh, it's like the perfect amalgamation of your old and your new self. Yeah. You have seen a few different versions of me, huh? Yeah. Because we were friends right when I, we both got home from our missions. Yes, which is like dark days for yeah. anyone who's like gone on such like a yeah devoted spiritual trip. But also on top of that, I think we were both very similar missionaries in the fact that we were both very like diligent, followed yes. the rules, which is like so great. But like coming yeah. out of that experience is such like a identity crisis because mm-hmm. it's like, I only yeah. taught people about Jesus every single day, mm-hmm. 24-7 for a year and a half. Yeah. Now I'm expected to, like, do life and make decisions yeah. and, like, socialize. Yeah. I'm like, and then on top of that, I feel like we still, like, took some of those principles. Like, you know, when you're a missionary, you have, like, a, a daily planner and mm-hmm. every minute of your day is basically scheduled mm-hmm. out. I wasn't mad about that, to be no, honest. I love that. I, I did, too. That. I, I still do too. have a physical planner that I take with me everywhere. Wait, you do? Yeah, it's in my backpack. <gasps> I, can't, I can't do the planner now. I think it's because I have ADHD um, mm-hmm. and I, like, can't commit to it. Like, I'll buy the planner and I'll start using the planner mm-hmm. and then I'll forget about the planner. That's okay. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. No. I mean, fine. I, like, I think I pre- I'm pretty sure I got notebooks and planners for Christmas when I was a kid. Oh, like, my I gosh. I have been like this I my whole life. I love that. That doesn't surprise me at no. all. Like, my parents would grab me from my books when I get in trouble. <gasps> oh, Jill, that's so cute. It's so embarrassing sometimes because I'm like... That. I didn't know you were a book gal. I'm a big book gal. Do you still read a lot? Yeah. How did I not know that? When I was in school, because, like, yeah. school full-time, yeah, full-time, yeah, that yeah. was a lot, and yeah. so... I feel like over the past, like, two or three years, I've just, like, really gotten back into it. Really? Yeah, so I read 50 books last year. You did? Yeah. Jill, I had Isn't no wild. What was your favorite book? Um, I, I really loved all the books. Well, if I don't like a book, I just give yeah. up on it. Oh, um, I love that you do that. I think more people should do that. I know, because it's, like, it's not worth the time of, like, no. me trying to put into it. No. And I just read on my phone, so, like, if I go to get on TikTok or Instagram, yeah. I try to open Kindle first cool and actually this is a tip i use overdrive which my old company rakuten used to own so like i knew about it that way but you sign in with your library card Uh and you can just download audiobooks and ebooks for free through the library wow i use libby yes they're owned by the same company oh cool yeah and i i literally bought an ipad just for that reason it's the best i could read because reading is an expensive hobby oh my gosh that's the one thing well the other thing is that like you know, I'm, you're sitting, Jill is sitting in my little LA apartment. And there's books everywhere. (laughs) There are books everywhere. But like, literally when you walked in, I was like, sorry, it's so chaotic because I literally just put, I have a whole 28 years worth of things that I just, like, I think a lot of 28 year olds by the time they get to our age have houses and stuff, but I'm still my little apartment gal. Oh my gosh, don't, no. I know, I know. But going back to the books, like, I can't, I can't keep carrying around books from no. apartment to apartment no. like I can't do that Mm-mm. and on top of that like I do like the physical books yes. but I will only have them if it's like a book that I'm like that's been my- like impactful yes. yes exactly exactly so I'll like go back and buy a book if I would read it again oh cool which on my goodreads meter it's like yeah. a five-star book that I would buy and read yeah okay can I tell you my pet peeve about Libby tell me so I can't ever read the books in the amount of time that it gives you mm-hmm. to like rent them 
And sometimes I will like place a hold on a book and wait like two months for it. And then you can't finish it. And or like I it's just not the right time to start it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, man, I wish it would have been available two months ago. That is frustrating. Yeah, I did that with like 10 books. And so now they're all available. And I'm like overwhelmed. Yeah, the other thing is that sometimes I'm reading one of those books and I want to, you know, mark stuff in it. But it's like it doesn't let you. It does, but, like, what do I do when it returns back to the library? Mine, I'll upload to my Goodreads, so I have them all Oh, there. you ha- you can upload markings to Goodreads? Uh-huh. Jill. So you can connect it, because, like, that's usually, like, my review is I just, like, share yeah. my note. You can do notes and markings. Because, <gasps> like, I had no clue. That's, like, my journal, basically. Yeah, that was the number one thing that was, like, preventing me. Okay, here's the other stupid layer. I did download the Kindle app, mm-hmm. and I got the membership or whatever because I was, like, oh, I can like have all these books and keep all the notes because I'm paying for the membership or whatever. But the Kindle app doesn't have very many of the books that I want. Try using Overdrive instead of Libby. They're the same. Yeah. And it just interfaces different. So try using Overdrive, downloading it, opening it in Kindle. Okay. And then you can save the notes. And then publish it it to your Goodreads. You're right. Jill, I always learn so much from you. Nerd life hack. That's literally when I I was like getting ready to start my podcast. I I made a list of people that I'm like, I would love to interview these of my friends. You made the list. I'm honored. And this, I was just telling Jill, you are my first interview. I'm going to be here. This is very fun. Jill flew in from Salt Lake City today Mm -hmm. and we're just chilling. The first thing we did was took a walk to get some tacos. Best decision ever. What was the weather like when you left? It was so cold this morning. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't go outside, but I think it was like 30 degrees. Jill, we we connect on weather. I don't yeah. I think we're the same. Mm-hmm. We're we don't like cold. No. Yeah. No. Not cold people. No. So we're both thriving right now. Mm-hmm. Like anyway. I feel instantly like a, a different person. person. No, just a better person. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like when you're hungry and hangry. Yes. I try and explain that to people about being cold. I'm like, you know that feeling when you're hungry and hangry I get that when I'm cold yeah I wish there was a word can we make a word for it yes I'm sure there's like a German word for it but oh, we probably. need to think about this kangry doesn't sound good no chillgry anyways we'll we'll, we'll, think we'll circle it. back around oh, oh, yeah. we'll loop back word. around where were we so we were talking about we met that way that's how we met mm-hmm. then Jill started dating her now husband while we were roommates yeah that was cute and fun you got to know Marcus from the very beginning. Yeah, I love Marcus. He's the best. I, I do too. Yeah, <laughs> he's great. <laughs> Three years, we've made it. Three years, and you also have a cat. We have a cat, our child, Fitz. People ask what kind of cat he is, and I just say he's a three-legged cat. He is. He's a three-legged cat, and he is furry and orange and white. Mm-hmm. Guys, here's the thing. I'm partial because I have the cutest cat. You do. Luna is the cutest cat ever. Like, I would put her in a competition if I could. But here's the thing. I don't know. Fitz might be cuter. He's a little bit more fluffy, which I love. It's so so cute. He has three legs. That gives him an instant cuteness above any other cat. He has a crooked run. He He does. He doesn't run straight. He's just like... when Jill got here we were talking about litter box woes and how we have literally gone through so many different litter boxes and litters and I was telling her how much I love my self-cleaning litter box that I pay way too much money for but whatever yeah and I was like Jill you need to get one of these and she was like (laughs) 
I can't. And I was like, I know it's expensive, but like, it's worth it. And she's like, no, Fitz can't. Like he, he literally needs something to lean on when he goes to the bathroom. Senior litter box for a two-year-old cat. Because he's special needs. Oh my gosh. I I love Fitz. I literally joined a special needs cat Facebook group to brainstorm how to address the problems (laughs) that we run into, but. Also, I hate to do this to you, but this oh, okay. morning I brought up pot roast from TikTok. Oh my gosh, I can't. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I can't even think about Guys, pot roast. Jill started crying this morning, and she, <laughs> so I feel hesitant bringing it up. But we both feel similarly about pot roast. And pot roast was the sweetest TikTok cat ever. I'm about to cry. I know it's so sad. <laughs> oh man, mm. we are cat moms. Yeah, we are for sure cat moms. Yeah, I feel like we like we've known each other in so many different stages of yeah. lives, but like this cat mom phase is like it's it a different level. Our truest, purest, happiest. It really best is. <laughs> and like I don't think people understand how much I love Luna but you understand it I do like I wanted to cry like seeing yeah. the benefits this morning I yeah like, oh, I miss you oh I told Marcus you have to do the morning routine with yeah. Fitz like he has a routine oh he does what's yeah. his routine well so I wake up at 5 15 okay and if I don't wake up at 5 15 Fitz wakes up at 5 15 and he's ready to go okay that's so interesting because Luna wakes up around the same time yeah they're evil, but yeah. I love them. Yeah. He like rolls on the bathrobe while I go to the bathroom. And mm. then we, our townhome is three stories. Yeah. And so we run all the way down to the first floor and he, we have a rug that has uh-huh. cheetahs on it. It's the cutest rug. I love guys. it. It fits his rug because he rolls on it every morning first thing. And here's the thing, guys. He matches. I have a picture of Fitz on okay, that rug. I will post that. it on mm-hmm. social media so you guys can see. It's his rug. So he rolls on it every morning and I rub his belly and tell him he's perfect. Mm. And I give him his food and water. That's my morning routine. I love that. It's so fun. Also, I just picture Fitz just finding all the little sunlight nooks and crannies because every picture that you post of him in the sunlight, he looks like a model. He does look like a model. He knows his angles. Yeah, he's really good at that. Actually, ironically, the first picture I ever posted of him was when we were still fostering him and his Uh brothers. And it was like when they discovered (laughs) the sun and each other's tails (gasps) for the first time. It's like so pure because like they're like popping onto each other okay we'll have to share that one too um needless to say we're both cat moms Mm -hmm. we're obsessed with our cats (laughs) we love cats um I don't know if I want another cat we just talked about this earlier here's the thing I love Luna so much I think I would be a little bit you know mothers say this about their children yeah they're like I I don't know if I could love a child as much as I love my first child right and then they're like just kidding my heart is big enough and I I can that's how I feel about getting another cat yeah again I sound like a crazy cat lady but I want to give Fitz the experience of having siblings I know. <laughs> that's kind of what I think too so I don't know I also don't want to deal with another cat because yeah. I like a clean house same and Fitz does not add to that yeah we also were we won't we won't go into details about poo stories, but we did go into detail offline about poo. It really is the worst part of having a cat. For the most part, they're really clean. We yes. just have to keep their legs shaved. Also, yeah. this is dumb, but so yeah. we have to get Fitz's legs shaved yeah. so that he can stay clean. Yeah. When he poops, they don't give us 50% off. Yeah. Because he only has one back leg. What? I feel like that's a ripoff. I agree. It makes me so mad. I was like, wait, you're only shaving one of his back legs because he doesn't have to. Is that disability discrimination? No. Well, I don't know. I don't know enough about that. I don't either. But I was like, I feel like that's not fair to charge me for two legs. No. One. Agreed. Dumb. I agree. 
Dang. Well, we love Fitz. <laughs> I do too. And we love Luna. Yeah, we love Luna. We just love kitties. Big cat ladies. Yeah, we're cat ladies. I'm proud of it. Yeah. Call me a cat lady, please. I, I mean, am. I know. I, like, have known my whole life that that was my destiny. And really? I just, like, happened to have a husband that like is cat- also a cat man. Wow. Okay, Ooh. can we talk about cat men? They're the best kind. I, if I see a man, I, I deleted my dating apps, did I tell you? Oh, no. Happy yeah. I did it in December. Oh, and I yeah, I made a goal not to do dating apps for at least six months, if not a year. Oh wow! And try and like meet people organically. I love that. And it's been such a relief. I realized I was burnt out from them. That's like literally, scary. I was burnt out. Like I, th- my therapist pointed out. I was like talking to her about dating, and she's like, "Haley, it sounds like you're burnt out from dating." I was like, "You're right." And isn't the point of dating to be happy? Yeah. Like ignite something? Yeah. So if, if it feels like a chore and it's not fun, like why why am I still doing that? Yeah, totally fair. So I deleted the apps, but I will say before when I was an app girl, and I'm not discounting them, maybe I'll get them again yeah, one day, maybe. but for now, I was always into those cat dads. Cat daddies. It was a it was a green flag, like a big green flag. Yeah, it really is. And yeah. Marcus loves cats. Oh, we love Marcus. We love Marcus. We've fostered nine cats you have through quarantine yeah. really <laughs> only one has failed yeah fun. yeah wow that's incredible that's been fun yeah a lot of kitties in her house yeah and jill and i share the fact that we both got our cats during covid yeah and they have attachment issues to us like fitz is never alone i don't know yeah. if Luna is. no she's never no and here's the thing i feel guilty about it too like last night so yesterday i went to work at like 9 a.m mm-hmm. went into the office and then i went out with a friend afterwards and i didn't get back till like seven o'clock i felt so guilty because like she's been gone she's been home alone all day and i know she's probably she's fine just sleeping and she's probably completely that's, that's why i got can. a cat because i didn't have to worry about them being mm-hmm. home alone but the whole time i'm like she's probably so mad at me she's so sad she's so sad and she actually kind of is like when oh i come gosh. home she'll like me waiting by the door which i love and also makes me sad yeah, yeah. i mean fitz is okay for a day but like yeah. if we go on vacation on day yeah. four or five he like revolts and will oh, tip over no. his food like make a mess so oh, i still haven't left luna for a long period of time i brought her with me for christmas i literally got like a car carrier and drove her to Arizona it was a 10-hour drive she did it though she did it and we even had a toddler in the house but um, she was fine and she was fine so anyways we could talk for hours about being we literally could make a whole podcast about being we really could but we will spare you all the (laughs) the details yeah the details because there's other really cool things about Jill that you all should know I mean, my cat is probably the most exciting thing or the thing I'm that not gonna I disagree. am the most excited <laughs> yeah. about, so. Yeah, Jill and I were, I think, yeah, we're both just like these working gals that yeah. have, I think we're both really just driven. How you said it earlier was a really good explanation when you were talking about being a missionary. I think we both share just like a drive. Yeah, and I would say that's perfect. Yeah, I think we both get a little bit of enjoyment out of that. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. There's something 100%. fulfilling about like putting in a good day's worth. Are you an work. oldest daughter? Yes, I am. 100%. We feel yeah. like the oldest daughter archetype. You're right. Where it's like a little bit of perfectionist, a little bit OCD, but yep. like definitely gets off by like yeah. getting an A. Yeah. Why? I don't know if that's appropriate, but. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So we're both 
little workaholics a little bit. Little workaholics, overachievers, type yeah. A. Recoverings. We, here's the thing. I think we're self-aware of those things. Yes, 100%. But I think we've talked about this before. Like, there's pros and cons that come with, with having a driven personality. Mm-hmm. I think we're prone to burnout. Yeah. I would say so. I mean, yeah. I have to remind myself to have fun. I think I do have like a fun life, but you like do. I definitely fall prone to like overworking, especially like when we were in school full time and working full time. Oh my gosh. My days were like wake up at 5 a.m., do homework for an hour, go to the gym, mm-hmm. and then get right back on, work an eight hour day, and then yeah. do online class, homework, and go to bed. Yeah. Which was nuts. I did a similar life and I don't know how I did it. I look back on it and I'm like, I am barely functioning as it yeah. is. Yeah. Do you think that's that age long. or COVID? Like the pandemic? I think probably both. Like I think humans adapt to the situation that they're in. And so like we adapted and like just the way that we are, we were able to thrive. And so like yeah. if we ever become mothers, like I think we'll adapt to that and be yeah. able to do it. But like we're almost in like a, what's the word? We're almost in like a down period now yeah. where like we were living a very hectic few years and yeah. now like our bodies are recovering and preparing yeah. for whatever comes next. That's a good way to look at it. I just I want like to tell that. myself because I think the idea of adding a child to my life is so overwhelming sometimes. Oh my gosh. But like, I'm like, okay, you've done hard things. You can do hard things. Yeah. I don't know. It's true, man. Hard things. Lots of them. Jill works for Cricket right now. Yeah, I do. Give a little bit of story about your career. Okay. Because Jill's a working gal. I am a working gal, which is super fun. I, yeah, yeah, I love my job. I didn't, I didn't envision what my career would look like. And yeah. I still don't have a super huge vision for like what it will yeah. look like going forward. But it's been a fun and wild ride. Yeah. So I started at Rakuten, which is a Japanese e-commerce company similar mm-hmm. to Amazon when I was 21. So barely could like even go into a bar. Mm-hmm. Super young, started as a PR intern. Mm-hmm. My childhood babysitter actually hired me as oh, her intern. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's so cool. I know. It, like, she was like, I'm looking for an intern. Like, are you interested? And I'm yeah. like, sure. Great. Connections are everything. Literally everything. Like, anything that I, like, say ties back to a connection or a mentor that mm-hmm. I've had. None of it is because of, like, my own, like, go-getterness. Yeah. yeah. A lot of it, I've, like, helped myself in those ways. I can't get anything done alone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my childhood babysitter, Lisa, hired me as her mm-hmm. intern, which was an awesome ride. I learned so much. I didn't even know what PR meant at the time. I had to Google public yeah. relations. I was yeah. like, I don't think I've, I ever told her that either. But, yeah. like, after the interview, I was like, oh, yeah, I know PR. And then I, yeah. like, go home and, like, Google what is PR. <laughs> That's so that was embarrassing. Yeah. So yeah, I worked for her for a year and then I think I got promoted to be a communications specialist. So yeah, worked in PR and then I decided to take a break and I went and worked at a startup. I thought it was my dream job. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. Um, was figuring out what to do next. And actually some of my old colleagues at Rakuten figured out I wanted to come back Yeah, or was looking for something new. And so yeah. um, I got offered a really cool opportunity there to yeah. work for the CEO on cool. like CEO office team. Yeah. Which offered like so many opportunities. I got to work directly with the executive team every day on special projects. And that opened up so much to me. Career wise, I learned a lot about like a business, how to run a business. Mm -hmm. And this is like where I kind of deviated from my marketing background Mm -hmm. and decided to go to business school. Mm -hmm. I ended up getting my MBA online through Western Governors. So I did that for three years. And then I got another opportunity at Rakuten to work on a global advertising business which was really fun. So I did that for a few more years. And so at the end of the day, I was at Rakuten for six years. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. And not very heard of with our age group. No, millennials average are like two years. Yeah. 
So it was insane. And I can't believe that I was there for two years. Yeah. Two years. Six years. Six years. I was there for six years. Yeah. And then last spring, I got a really awesome opportunity at Cricket to help further build out their international yeah. business. And that's what a lot of my background at Rakuten was in. Mm-hmm. And it like really checked a lot of the boxes that mm-hmm. I wanted to in a next career. Cause yeah. I loved Rakuten. I loved yeah, my coworkers. Yeah. The company was awesome to work for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this seems like a good growth opportunity. Yeah. So made the switch a year ago. I love that. We were just talking before we were actually recording about something that I love about Jill is she's so smart and she is such a good communicator and she has a way of just like communicating really big ideas in a way that demands there's just respect that comes when you communicate these big ideas And for me, that's a really hard thing to do because I think as a woman, we were taught to speak in certain ways. And obviously I've adopted those communication patterns. And I sometimes just like cave in these conversations, even if I have a good idea and I like think that it's something that I would like to communicate. I don't know. Sometimes when I'm in these rooms with a ton of men, I will just not speak or I'm afraid to, or I become really timid. And you've always had a really cool gift at being able to communicate in these rooms full of men and like show your skills and show your knowledge and education in just such a great way. And I've always looked up to you for that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's really kind of you. And I, I told you earlier, like, yeah, it's a lot of fake it till you make it yeah. in a lot of ways. But I also like, I'm thinking back to like my parents, all of the time growing up would tell me like be assertive like yeah ask for what you want and mm-hmm. which was such a huge help to me like I remember I called Fred Meyer jeweler when I was like six to get my mom like a Christmas present I was like hi what can I buy for 78 cents you did <laughs> and my parents use that example as a story of I would just like go do whatever yeah. and like wasn't afraid of the outcome. And I feel like I apply that to my yeah. career where it's, I don't always know the answer, but I like know my intention and what I want to accomplish. Yeah. And so I'm going to ask for that and understanding that the salesman at Fred Meyer Jeweler might say, you can't buy anything yeah. for that. Yeah. But that's how like you learn and you develop yeah. from there is you take inputs from everyone else yeah. as well. Ugh. I love that about you. Jill's a great little, not little, Jill is a great <laughs> example of an just I mean I'm only 5'3 so I'll take that oh I'm 5'3 too. <laughs> yeah um but we were also talking about what being working gals actually like really means in the long run of things like did you expect to be a working gal like when you were growing up was that your your vision for your life how did you envision your career I don't know how to answer that because yeah. I think um yes but no my parents have always I'm Korean I'm half yeah. Korean yeah. so like in a sense I feel like that's like a little bit cultural where my parents always encouraged me to get a job that had a degree so mm-hmm. that if I needed to take care of myself I could yeah whether that my mom's a nurse my dad's an engineer mm-hmm. so like something that I could earn a yeah. living with and so when I was like I want to be a marine biologist they're like okay how are you going to earn a living with a marine yeah. biology degree yeah <laughs> So question. Great. In Wonderful Utah. Question. You're gonna live in Utah and be a marine biologist. Actually, one of my best friends is a marine biologist. Really? Yes. Oh, does she go wait, tell me more about that? She the has Great the Salt Lake. Coolest job. Great Salt Lake, the Alpine Lake. <gasps> she has the coolest job ever. That sounds incredible. And I'm like, the Great Salt Lake is so interesting. There's right? so much about it. Right. I'm like, you're living my dream. Oh my god. And goodness. she like has figured out how to make it work. That's so cool. But it wouldn't have worked for me. Yeah. So they yeah, they they've always been very much like you're going to go to school. You're going to do all these things. 
And so I've always had that in the back of my mind, but I went to BYU, which is a Mormon-owned university, my freshman year, and I was studying mechanical engineering. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I started out in was mechanical you did? engineering. Mm-hmm. You would have been so good at that. Oh, thanks. I like it was interesting. Like in hindsight, it's kind of ironic why I dropped out of the program is because yeah. I was like, this is really hard for me. It's going mm-hmm. to take me five to six years to finish. By the time I'm done, I'm I'm just gonna want to quit my job and be a mom. Yeah. Isn't that funny to think about? I'm now 27. Yeah. And nowhere near to doing any of those things, which is totally fine. I just think like culturally, I had an expectation of myself Mm -hmm. that I wanted both. I wanted to have the ability to have a career, Mm -hmm. but also like have a very traditional homemaking life, Mm -hmm. which there's nothing wrong with either of those. I got married later in our Mormon culture that we grew up in. So I was 25, which is like, no, but later than I expected to. And so like the more I've learned about myself is that I need to do things for myself. And so if I decide to have kids one day, I want to be the best at whatever I point I'm at in my mm-hmm. career. And I strongly believe that that will influence my kids. For yeah, me. totally. So you think that you'll want to be a working mom? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Marcus and I have talked about this a lot. I'm very passionate about my career and like yeah. have a lot of things that I want to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And so he's the best partner and like he's he really so willing is. to support whatever He's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we fight about, sometimes if like we have days we don't want to work, we fight about like, yeah. no, but I'm going to be the stay at home. Yeah. <laughs> if one of us gets you, I want to. I want that. to. <laughs> I know. It's cool though where we're at in the history of time because that's something that I reflect on often is what decisions women in the past would have made if they had the resources available to them. Mm-hmm. And not saying that any decision is good or bad it just is and everybody gets to make the right decision that's for them but if the resources were provided what would you choose and I think for me that's kind of a question I'm still trying to answer like if all of my resources were provided for would I want to work would I want to be a stay-at-home mom would I want to do both I mean ultimately I don't have any kids right now I mean I'd like to think that maybe one day I will or maybe one day I will I'm who knows? We never know how life will go. And I guess maybe the answer to that is, Kaylee, don't stress about it. You don't have to worry get about there, that right now. Yeah, like you're you're obviously not a mother yet. Yeah. So don't worry about it yet. I think but, they're all privileges, right? Like yeah. to be a mother would be a privilege. Yeah. To work is a privilege with yeah. the cost of childcare. Like yeah. to do both is like, yeah. in my mind, like the best of everything. Yeah. From what I've heard from my friends who are moms, mm-hmm. it's like, you're going to feel like you're missing out on something regardless of yeah. what you do. So like, choose your love, love your choice mm-hmm. kind of thing. But it's also interesting how we do have to think about it because going back to you being an engineering major, that was a decision that was impacted by your desire to have children or not have children. You know, like mm-hmm. we do currently live. So even me right now, I, I just said, like, I don't have kids. I'm not in that place where I need to think about that. But at the same time, I find myself always thinking about it and planning my life around the what if. And I think that we've always done that you know I don't know I mean we have these like lovely little biological clocks yeah. that literally have like an infinite amount of or a finite amount of eggs that yeah. are just telling us like okay mm-hmm. and like it's kind of hard because I feel like I started my career like I've really based my life on a 30-year timeline like, yeah I have to do all these things that I want to do by the time I'm 30 which yeah. I'm 20 I'm turning 28 in a few yeah. weeks like it's, what are some of the things that you wanted to want to accomplish by 30 um I wanted to get a master's degree check check I did that which is super exciting like I wanted to make 30 under 30 and like have a career yeah I don't think I'm gonna be there which I'm fine with yeah. but like I remember you saying that though I think when we were in LDSBC oh my gosh it's like, like this has been a goal that was 
where did that goal start? I don't know. I think being an oldest, having oldest daughter syndrome, where it's just yeah. like, I feel fulfillment and getting praise from other people, like having yep. it acknowledged yeah. on that level yeah. is I like the that. ultimate achievement for me. Yeah. I think the issue is that, is that like putting a timeline on it and like emphasizing that you can only accomplish things when you're young isn't the way to go about yeah. it. Yeah. And Agreed. like, I think it has pushed me. Like I, I've had a really successful career up to this point, Yeah, but I also have so much more to give and like mm-hmm. to put such a finite timeline on it wouldn't be fair yeah, to me. Yeah, that's so true. That's a good way to look at it. That's also what I tell myself because yeah. I'm like, I didn't invent Bitcoin or whatever the next big thing yeah. is and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Um. So you wanted to be 30 under 30. Any other goals by the time you're 30? I mean, I feel like we we have them in our heads regardless of whether like we write them down on paper. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, yeah, I want to own a home or I want to, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. like the world which yeah I've been very fortunate to be able to travel a lot yeah. so as you're approaching 30 what I'm still two years away I'm so dramatic but I'm like oh my gosh no I feel the same way I'm 28 I think the same way I feel like also we have this like weird narrative around aging that it's like a bad thing like oh my gosh I'm getting old I've always been so excited to get old really is that weird like no. I I think I've always felt honestly five to eight years older than I mm-hmm. always am. And this has been recurring since I was a child. Like I always Same, have been like a mature kid. And so I'm like, oh, finally, I can tell people that I'm, you know, 12 so that they'll like know that I am the smartness of a 12 year old. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I, we and had so a some, family Christmas card. Sorry to cut No, off. please go. When I was, I think I was 12 and my mom wrote, Jill is 12 going on 30. I love she that. She literally wrote that. So yes, I can relate to yes. that being your whole life. And so there's a part of me that like is excited about turning 30 because I'm like, okay, cool. I have a number to show for my, my your maturity. Yeah. You finally caught up to your wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> but you are very wise. And so I don't know if that'll ever happen. I don't think so either. Cause I've been like this my whole life. Yes, you have. I think I might just start considering myself like a 36 year old. I love that. Be like, yeah, I feel 36. I am 28. I look 36. And <laughs> I look like I'm 18. So, you too. So, I don't know. I, I love that mentality though, because like, I feel like the earlier parts of my career, I was defined as like a wonder child, yeah. which is like a weird way to like self-define. Yep. But like people are like, oh my gosh, you're 22. Like you are yeah. killing it in your career. And so like, I feel like I built myself up around being young, Yeah. which now that I'm not as much, like I'm uh-huh. obviously, I'm not old by any yeah. means, but like, not having that as my core characteristic has been a little bit stressful for yeah. me in a way where I'm like, oh, being successful and not as young is not as cool as being successful and, and young. young. It's for so some reason, true. It's a little bit of a trope for me to get over. I feel that. Yeah. So what are you excited about looking into your 30s? Um, I don't know. I think that's hard as a very planned out person that I can't tell you what the next few years of my life look like. I wouldn't have even known, like my title right now, I'm a senior product manager. I wouldn't have even known that was a thing five years ago, you know? In terms of five-year planning, I've just become very accepting that I don't know what I don't know. And so like be ambitious, work hard, and like good opportunities will come your way, Mm -hmm. which makes it kind of hard when you're trying to like plan out your life. But so yeah, like all I know is that I want to accomplish big things. I know that I want in the next 10 to 15 years to have a big job yeah. that has a C in front of it. Great. Yep. But yeah, I don't know. Like in terms of like, I really don't know what any of it looks like. Yeah. I will still have my cat. That's like yes. the only constant. 
I will still have hopefully my cat and my husband. Yeah. I think that that's actually a really beautiful place of growth and just a great healthy place to be because I'm kind of the same way I like to have like my whole life planned out and over the last 10 years I've watched as that did not happen. Crumbles. It crumbles. <laughs> Yeah, I am more happy than I ever would have imagined that I could be. Like, if you were to have asked 18-year-old Kaylee where she would be when she was 28, to tell her that she is single, owns a cat, lives in Los (laughs) Angeles, California, works in an advertising agency, and decided to leave the Mormon church, she would have probably fallen on the floor. pooped her pants. She would have pooped her pants. (laughs) Because she was going to be married and be done having kids by then. Yes. And just be a stay-at-home mom. 100%. And not saying that that's bad, but I am so happy. And I look forward to being a a mom one day. Right. Like, I've realized I can have both of those things. Mm -hmm. I'm allowed to. Mm -hmm. And there are resources that I am allowed to take up and, like, use to be happy, you know? Yeah. No, I love that because it's, like, the saying, like, if you want to make God laugh, make plans. Irrespective, I think, of what you believe. Like, I feel like all of our paths lead us to what's best for us as long as you're like living a good life you know like it works out for your good yeah agreed so I think we're both kind of on the same page about that right like we don't know what's gonna come and I would never have imagined to like be this happy in my life yeah to your point like 18 year old Joel would have been horrified yeah like I know like 18 year old Joel like there were a few things that I wanted to achieve but like would have been horrified yeah (laughs) no kids what 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 so yeah we're Come, just recovering type A's. Yeah. Oldest we're, daughters. We're just in rehab from being a little bit of a perfectionist. Yeah. We were also talking about burnout and oh, burnout is real. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I feel like the last year of my life, I think the quarantine forced me to like feel my my feelings and also like feel my body and like how tired I actually was. Because I was just on go, 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 go. And then all of a sudden I was like forced to sit still and do nothing Mm -hmm. in a way. And it's been really frustrating and healing at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I think I'm recovering from burnout. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you've like explained it as a really long process. Because if you read like any like Harvard Business Review article on burnout, it's like take a day off. And it's like... The way you put it, it's like, no, it's not a day off thing. It is like a long process of healing from it, changing your habits. And so that like you're more holistically well. Yeah. And I loved how you put that because I think a lot of people have been experiencing that same thing. Like taking a step back, learning how to reset our boundaries and like recalibrate what wellness looks like. And if I'm totally honest, I think that's why I decided to move to LA because I was living in Salt Lake. Mm -hmm. And at the time I knew that I wanted to grow in certain areas of my life. And I didn't feel like I could do that there. And so in a way, I kind of moved to LA with the intention of recovering a little bit. Amazing. From so many things. Mm -hmm. Like I can't even list all the things that I was just burnt out. Yeah. I was just so tired. The The snow. snow. I was tired of the snow. The ocean healed you. The ocean healed me. I'm glad that you see it. I know. I get that. Like I need to, I tell my husband this all the time. I need to see the ocean on a regular basis and we will be fine. Yeah. Once a quarter. I think it's a quarterly thing. Monthly might be a bit aggressive. So quarterly is good. That's how I feel about the Korean spa. We love the Korean spa. We love the Korean spa. We've talked about it frequently. There's nothing better than getting every inch of your skin scrubbed off by 
by us feel. Oh my gosh. They're the best. And like just sitting in the hot tub for Mm -hmm. like as long as you want. Yes. If any of you listening have not been to the Korean spa and you want to go, I will take you. Warning, you can't, you have to be naked. You're fully nude. You're fully nude. And if that makes you uncomfortable, then you're missing out because it's... No one's looking. No one's looking. You're not the main character in their story. You're right, Jill. Everyone thinks that they're the main character, but (laughs) they're not. Everyone's just enjoying themselves in the spa and... It's actually a really spiritual place. It's really calming mm-hmm. and like cool. Just and I've last week I went to the the wee spa and I met this lady from Ethiopia and she told me all about Ethiopian history. I've never met anyone from Ethiopia. The history is wild. Yeah, and she was just telling me about Ethiopian history and we literally were just naked sitting in the sauna talking about Ethiopian history. I love that. It wasn't uncomfortable whatsoever. No. It was just this. I don't know. I just have a really special I mean, place I in went my heart. to the Korean spot with my mother in law. And so my new motto is it's only uncomfortable if you make it uncomfortable. It's so true. And it was, we had a great time. It was so fun. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. So anyone listening, both Jill and I give it. We vouch for yes. 10 out of 10. 10 I'm so excited to go back to the Korean spa. Good. Like I'm literally in California to go to a Korean spa. Kate, I have a quarterly goal of going to the Korean spa. I love that. So if you wanted to like come every quarter, I would okay. love that. Perfect. I'm adding that to my calendar. Okay. Cool. My, my very planned out of Taipei. Yes. I thought I can't get over. That's okay. I love how we're planning it out to go to the spa. We are normal. We are very normal in that. Anyways, on that note, I feel like this has been such a great podcast episode. Thank you, Jill, for joining us. The very first uh, guest. I'm honored to be here. On Cowgirl in LA. We love Jill. Anything that you would like to plug while you're here with the platform? Be nice to people. Rather than buy a $10 coffee or soda, go give it to someone else. I love that. Everybody, thank you. And I hope you join us next time. I guess this is the place where I say like and subscribe if you'd like to. And have a great rest of your week. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.